Welcome back, everyone. I'm Nicole. And I'm Crystal. You're listening to Las Brujas and Friends podcast. A podcast where we talk about legends and paranormal stories, sprinkled with true crime, extraterrestrial, and the like. A little disclaimer. We're not professionals. We're not historians. We just love everything scary. If you haven't already, which you should have, subscribe to and review this podcast. All right. In today's episode, I am talking about a haunting in Utah. And on that note, that specific location, I'm also going to be talking about a cold case which has been solved. It was a 23-year-old cold case on the Lego murder. I'm excited for that. Excited. So the reason why we're talking about Utah is because we were just in Utah yesterday, two days ago. We social distanced. We were very far far apart from our neighbors. Yeah. We visited Utah. We did. We went to (laughs) Sand Hollow State Park. And Gunlock State Park for the holiday. Yeah, we did. We went to Gunlock. I forgot about that. We were only there for, what, like an hour? Yeah. And then we traveled to the other side, like 50 minutes. looked at rocks. Utah's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Utah, we did not know you were so beautiful. Yes. And there's so much nature out there. All the rocks, the scenery. We're blown away by the flat rocks and the burnt rocks. The burnt rocks. How are they? Black rocks. Orange, then a line of black. Yeah. And then green. (laughs) (laughs) For nature. Utah's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And we got inspired by Utah. We were like, we didn't. Okay, we sound kind of like we don't travel <laughs> because we didn't know that there was so many We've people. We've been in lockdown. We can sound like this. I guess. We didn't realize, <laughs> at, like for me, I didn't realize the population in just that one area was so large. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I thought it was going to be very, very quiet, very uh, hometowny. not a lot of people there. Yeah. So anyways, we were inspired. I thought I saw an alien. I didn't. It was fireworks. Oh, I did see a firework. You saw the fireworks? I saw it too. Okay, I saw we one. Saw the, we saw the same fireworks. Yeah, we must have yeah. the same freeway. They were going like every few minutes, mm-hmm. one would go off. In Vegas, like right before Vegas? Oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was. Okay, uh-huh. it was in Utah. It was Arizona. Um, Never mind. <laughs> is Salt Lake City... I'm not good in geography. Is Salt Lake City by the... Is that a casino? Is that where people go? Salt Lake City? In Utah? Atlantic City. I'm sorry. I got it confused. Atlantic City is in Not Salt Lake the East City. Side, in Jersey. Okay, yeah. Is it in whoa. Jersey? Way off. <laughs> yes, because I kept seeing the signs and I kept getting confused. Is this where everybody goes when they oh, say they go okay, to... okay. If it's not Vegas, they go to Reno. If it's not Reno, they go to another place. Yeah, it's Atlantic City. That's that's on the East Coast. Okay. Salt Lake City is different. And I don't think there's no casinos in Utah. But there is murders. And there is ghosts. Oh, yeah? Yours is the same city, too? Mine is in Cedar. Oh. Where's yours at? Salt Lake City. Oh, yours is in Salt Lake City. There's a lot of things that happened in Utah. Mm -hmm. We didn't think anything happened in Utah. There's a lot of horses and big trees. I didn't think it was very colorful. Right? Yeah. I was taken to a whole new world when we entered that state. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We only went, like, this far into it. Mm -hmm. Very, 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 very short drive into utah let me go first okay so i'm going to be talking about a murder called uh, a cold case that was now is now titled and captioned the lego murder because a piece of evidence was the final puzzle piece 
to solve this murder. This person that was murdered, she was 79. Her name was Lucille Johnson. She was a widow who lived at her by herself um, and was murdered on February 1st, 1991. Now, I'm going to just give you a little bit of a description of her. She was about 4'11", only weighed 122 pounds. And population in Salt Lake City around that time period was about 161,000. The murder rate at that time period was also 52 out of 161,000. Wow, that's really low, right? Yeah. Yeah. The year prior was 52, and then, of course, it, it would go up. And when I looked at crimes... Utah is well known for lots of crimes, whether it's petty theft, <laughs> burglary, um, anything, anything, everything, fraud. Um, but this one caught my eye just because of what that missing puzzle piece was. So inside Salt Lake City, she was a widow. She had kids, uh, two kids. One was a son named, where are you? Wait, Jerry she, Johnson. Was she married? Yeah. Her husband had passed, so then she was living on her own. Oh. Yeah. So she was already living on her own at her house. She has a son named uh, Jerry Johnson and a daughter named Shirley England. Now, what her hobbies were at home, she was very active. She loved gardening, taking care of her neighbors, friends. She loved baking, bringing treats to people in hospitals. She just maintained a very independent life being a widow. She was in good health and also a devoted member of the LDS church. So she was a great mother and a great uh, grandmother. Um, Whenever she had family over, she loved entertaining. She always had toys for her visitors, especially for the kids, not for the actual adults. (laughs) Can you imagine? I can't wait to go and get my toys. So aside from her being a great host, she had toys for the kids to play with. And she was always, um, let's just say she was never a lazy person. So she always cleaned up after her guests left, after feeding them and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And she spoke with her daughter daily on a regular basis. And there was one day that her daughter on January 31st, 1991, had given her a phone call, just asked her what she was doing, what she had planned for dinner. And then the mom said she was, you know, just doing her little errands, going to the market, coming back, um, talking to her friends. Um, She actually had gotten her car service recently. And so she was just waiting for that to be um, returned her car back then. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the daughter had said in the statement, she was going to deliver pizza to her mom that night while buying pizza for her own family. Uh-huh. She was going to turn down her street, but said, you know what? I'm going to leave my mom alone. I'll oh. see her in the morning. I'll visit her in the morning since I already talked to her in the, during the day. But wait a minute. She was bringing her dinner. She bought it for her family and said, I guess it was just more for the family. Maybe she thought it should. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But she just, you know, said, okay, you know, my mom's going to be fine, right? Mm -hmm. So then the next day in the morning, bright and early, the daughter, um, she goes to open the door, but finds that her screen door was left unlocked. And her mom was very secure with being alone. She made sure that she didn't, I mean, she was friendly to a point where she would make friends very easily, but also knew where the boundary was and making sure she stayed safe. So of course, every day, whenever she would let somebody into her house, unless she knew who she you were, then she would have the screen door unlocked or whatnot, but she was okay. always secure. 
So when she walked up to the house, she found her mom in the hallway in a pool of blood with a bedroom pillow on top of her face. What the heck? Now, there were spatter marks on the lower part of the floor. So she's thinking maybe my mom had some type of hemorrhage and was trying to get to some place, but then collapsed and, you know. Oh, no. But then noticed that when she called 911... You know, she was trying to get an ambulance and she already knew just by looking at her mom, she had already passed. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, pe- the person on the phone was like, hey, um, did you, um, are you alone to the daughter? And at that point, the daughter had like this cold That's shadow. That's when it hit. Yeah. Yeah. Because she knew her mom oh. lived alone. Yeah. So, you know, her thinking that she just hurt herself and it was just hemorrhaging and, you know, just pass that way right just now trying to take care of oh my god my safety as well she says that statement in itself with the call she'll never be in a house alone yeah i can imagine Mm because you're not thinking of that she obviously first thought her mom had natural cause Mm -hmm. passing Mm -hmm. and so when she noticed walking through the house to in the living room there were lego toys on the floor Mm-hmm. And that was odd to her because, yeah. again, mom was always a clean person. She cleaned up after everything. So when the kids played, she put it away. So the detectives get there. <laughs> Lieutenant Manny Lassick was assigned to the case. And n- the daughter noticed uh, some of the items that was always on mom, mm-hmm. like a ring. Uh, she also said her necklace and other items that weren't really something that you would think if she were to get robbed. Right. Like you would find that would be missing. Like her purse was missing, okay. but the wallet was there. Yeah. So it's more personal. Yeah. So the lieutenant had inter- interviewed the daughter, and the daughter was like, "Okay, who do you think are possible subs- suspects? Anybody?" Her mom again was an advocate for everybody. She wanted everybody to have you know a good life, and they actually had somebody who was in our, their family. They studied genealogy. Lucille did with a nephew and they mm-hmm. would cut out little pictures and put the family tree together with this nephew. Mm-hmm. And whenever the nephew would come, she would always tell her daughter that, you know, she would give him money from time to time. And for some reason, you know, like she was at the, at a point where she was tired of helping her nephew and was going to tell him, you know, she can't do it anymore. She was going to try oh, and cut ties. No. And a week later after she said she cut ties, she ended up being dead. What the heck? Yeah. So Mr. Lassick interviewed the um, nephew and they actually did a, a foot analysis, a boot analysis on him because on this actual pillow that was covered in her pool of blood, it actually bled through the sheet on both sides. There's an imprint of a boot. Oh, snap. Lucille had um, ribs that were fractured, at least 23. Her skull was... Um, Bludgeoned, so she was twice. Yes, on her skull, and they said she was strangled. I learned that the first hit is not considered murder. Really, the second hit is considered murder. Oh, and this lady's only one hundred twenty-two pounds, so it's not like you know she had some meat on her. Little, yeah, yeah, she's petite. Yeah. So, um, the detectives asked again her daughter Shirley, "Is there anything that you think would be out of the ordinary?" And aside from that being one of the key takeaways that her, she was going to tell her nephew that she wasn't, mm-hmm. he was the only person of interest. Other than okay. that, they had nobody. Then the leads. Years went by. Now we're going 
23 years. Utah had received a $300,000 grant to improve their findings with DNA technology. Ooh. And because the daughter found it unusual that the toys were on the floor, that was something that they took as evidence. Okay. Okay. Now, the case was left on, was it revenge, was it anger, or was it personal, right? And the son, Jerry Johnson... They have to find a motive. Yeah. The son, Jerry Johnson had said he had heard the news article, I guess, through the radio. But he kind of heard the address, but when he heard his mom, he immediately called the sister to figure out. So he found out the wrong way. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. We're going to fast forward a little bit, right? I'm actually going to go back. Wait, going forward or back? Going (laughs) to the day after she had passed. Nephew contacts Shirley. Shirley... After getting the receiving the phone call from the nephew, I can't find his name, but um, it's not public record. No. So was she wrote under statement. This was his statement. Wait, was he underage? Uh, she oh, doesn't say. Know. It just okay. doesn't say. Shirley, I'm not calling to say I'm sorry. I have my own feelings to deal with. These are things that the there are things at the house that belong to me, and when you clean it out, I want to be there. Shirley said that there was no emotion with the nephew, in. Him telling her all of that instead of, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, my God. What happened? Yeah. Nothing of that. Yeah. Yeah. At the funeral as well, she said when she went to embrace him because, again, she still thought he was a person of interest. It was cold. He had no type of sentiment towards her passing. So, it was pretty odd. That's really sketchy. Mm -hmm. His alibi checked out. He said he was home. There again, they did the boot analysis. In 2013, the cold cases with the DNA engineering, the technology came in. Detective, hold on, wait a minute, one second. They did the boot analysis with his shoes. Yeah, it didn't match, and it didn't match. Uh-uh. Did they check all his shoes? No, <laughs> they did not. They did not. Hmm. Where's the boot? Right. Detective Lansick did the DNA analysis with the Lego. Opened everything up. They found a match. Now the match that they found was through public public record, and it was. Obviously, if it's through public record, it's because someone has been incarcerated and it's through the system. Mm -hmm. Now, this uh, record was in Arizona, um, and the person that it matched was John Edward Sansing. Now, John was arrested and being charged on death row in Arizona for a murder that he had been charged for in 1995. Now, at this point, they needed to tie a record with him being in 1991 in Utah. Yeah. Okay. Now they got to trace him mm-hmm. somehow. So La- Lancic went to interview him and instead of saying, do you know who Lucille was? He just asked, did you work somewhere? Did mm-hmm. you work in Utah? Would you have a driver's license? That, all that stuff. And with the interview, he was like, yeah, I did have it. I did have um, a license. I worked at a... Did he work in Utah? He worked in Utah, but I think oh, okay. what he gave him was a different job, but then... Uh, the lieutenant noticed that Sensing was married, so he contacted his wife. <gasps> his wife was actually incarcerated as well for that oh same murder goodness. case, but different charges because she was a part of the 95 uh, crime that happened. She was an accomplice? Yes. An okay. accessory? So she asked, he asked her, and she says, yes, he worked at a dealership. I remember earlier in the story, she the had just gotten her back. From being serviced, yes. Oh, man. So, with the lieutenant asking these just very vague uh, questions in order to tie him together, everything matched. 
Now, the fingerprint that was on the Lego mm -hmm. gave the link. It was one of John Sansing's children. What? So let me go into that. What? Yes. Now, into this story, how he even got into her house, because remember, she is very uh, protective when it yeah, comes to bringing people careful. in the house. She met him through the dealership. He actually gave her a ride home. Mm -hmm. So when her car got serviced, he mm -hmm. was, at that time, he was on drugs. And when he was giving her the ride home, he was pretty much scoping her out and seeing what she had when it came to jewelry, noticed that she lived alone. And of course, at that point in time, he was able to see that she was very family oriented. Yeah. So he found her information through the white pages, looked her up, gave her a call saying that he was, you know, I guess he gave her some story that he had children and married, married or whatever. He brought her, he brought his kids to the house and somehow they were in the living room. Playing with the Legos, mm -hmm. playing with the toys. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Now I'm going to go into what it said. Sansing states he used the restroom and proceeded to look into the rooms for items after asking where the restroom was. As he's going in to look, Lucille is walking down the hallway to see where he is. Mm -hmm. She notices what he's doing. He gives her a bear hug. As he gives the bear hug to her, he brings her to the ground, hits her multiple times with a crystal vase. He states that it's two times that he hit her with a crystal vase, mm -hmm. so he doesn't understand how he broke 23 of her ribs. I didn't even know we had that many ribs. Seriously, I thought it was like eight. Nine? Eight, yeah. Nine? <laughs> yeah, but apparently she had 23 fractures in her ribs. Well, She's 23 delicate. fractures, not 23 ribs. So 23 fractures on yeah, I don't know. so many ribs. <laughs> we, we don't know geography or anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, he said he panicked because, you know, obviously she found out what, what was going on. I don't understand what I found hard in understanding was how could he, the kids not notice, notice anything, right? Notice what's going on, yeah. So, again, we're going to fast forward back to 95 when he had the murder. This other murder mm. was from a woman that worked at a church and volunteered for giving food to families. Mm -hmm. She delivered food to the house. They brought her in. She dropped off the food, turned around. He grabbed her. The wife was there. They pretty much Dang. tied her up, put her in the room. You know, made her unconscious. The kids were in another room with the wife. Kids there too? He sexually abused her, stabbed oh her in the my. stomach, gauzed her with socks, plastic bag, cords, all this stuff. She's out like dead in the room. Okay. They, they all slept God. in the living room. What? They in slept In the middle there? of the night, he dragged her body and put her in between the shed. This is another story with John Sensing, his, that first charge of the murder. This guy's ruthless. Yes. Okay. So going to, back to his kids... The kids verified the body. He had four kids. Three out of the four kids said that they did see him bring the body and stuff it in between the shed and the what wall. What the heck? So yeah. we didn't do it in the middle of the night, maybe? No. Well, they knew that he killed somebody. Whoa. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, the son is the... Uh, he was five years old. That's how they were able to identify the Lego to John Sansing. This is nice. I looked everywhere for his name, but because he was a minor, a minor yeah. couldn't find anything. He can't be I looked for the thing. nephew. I couldn't find the nephew of Lucille. So he had to have been a minor too. Yeah. Or since he wasn't charged for a crime, he... But this is Nevada. This is different. This is Utah. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it doesn't matter. But I know in Nevada... Unless you're connected to a crime, like they find you connected to a crime, like legitimately, they can't post your information. They can't put your name in the system. Yeah. 
it's it's insane that your offspring can link you to a crime. And he even said, John was like, yeah, I figured out who she was. And, you know, I went into her house and took her trust and took advantage of her. They thought it was like this serial killer because a few years back, another elderly person had passed. Same thing. They were in the house, whatever. But that has nothing tied to it. The Lego Dang. was that missing piece. Wow. Yeah. And not even his print, his kid's print. Yeah. The kid oh actually, um, in the interview, because there was an actual story. The story was on, I'll find it. There's an episode where they did the story on Lucille. Mm-hmm. And um, the journalist goes and interviews with, oh, the scene of the crime with Tony Harris. That's the name of the show. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's on the Identity Channel. It's a good channel. If you yeah. want to watch true crime stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was pretty uh, interesting. And Wait, he interviewed the detectives, the news newscast that around that time period reported reported on that story. And they actually talked to him. Yeah, in jail. Yeah, in prison. Well, they talked to him over the phone. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What did he say? He gave his statement saying that he gave the bear hug. So know, he, he admitted to everything. Yeah. Goodness. Why did he get out of prison in the first place for the first murder? He didn't. He's on death row. He, so he has two charges, death row for the one in Arizona and death row for Utah. Wait, how did he... He escaped? No, he's still in prison. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> the first murder yeah. in Arizona... It was in 95. And he hadn't gotten caught yet? Mm-hmm, for 91. Ah. So he lived in Utah mm-hmm. until 95. He moved to Arizona in 95. Ah, oh, got, got it. Got it, got mm-hmm. it. I thought the other murder happened first. I'm sorry. I got my dates wrong. Did I say 95 was the Arizona charge? Yeah. Wrong. 98. 98, okay. he murdered somebody. But it was somebody. still after the first. Correct. Lucille, okay. Yes. I thought it was the other way around. I confused myself. But now, now it makes sense. Wow. Yeah. So a Lego took him down. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you. The son that was <laughs> a part of the puzzle piece, uh-huh. he's been in... Uh, Criminal. <gasps> yeah. What do you say? He's uh, hey, he's had multiple incidents with the law. Like I can't ju- find him. A delinquent, a juvenile delinquent. I don't know. I can, because I don't have his name, Yeah. I can't figure out what charges there. But obviously, three out of your four kids, come on. Mm-hmm. He got the gene. Well, yeah. he was just exposed to yeah. it too early on. He doesn't think it's mm-hmm. bad. You well, know, it's five, just like a way of life. And then three years later, so he was eight. Yeah. He was old enough to know. Mm-hmm. And if it was normal for his parents, it's normal for him. Wow. Yeah. That is. Oh, Salt Lake City. That is a case. Yeah. That is a story. All from a freaking Lego. Yeah. <laughs> DNA. Mm-hmm. You can't get away with anything anymore. Yeah. They'll get you. Don't leave your DNA anyway. <laughs> I can only imagine everything. You touch everything and you don't think about everything. it either. And it's not even. Okay. So like I said before, unless you're connected to a crime like legitimately because that other than nephew he was a suspect but he ended up being like yeah, wrongfully accused but he was wrongfully accused like he was let go so i think that may be why his stuff isn't publicly published yeah. that he was linked to a crime because he was not linked to it right he was actually innocent besides being in the system from crimes yeah you can be in the system from ancestry yeah for what's the other one? 20, 23 and me or whatever. All those DNA yes. things where you swab and you that's how they caught the 
Golden State. Yep. Right? That's mm-hmm. how they caught him. Mm-hmm. And it was like a third cousin that linked. And he was linked in the he was linked into the system because he was an officer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was an officer. It wasn't like he was doing that whole DNA gene- genealogy. That's insane. DNA. Your fingerprints are everywhere. Everywhere. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. You're going to get caught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead. Litter. Go ahead. <laughs> no to litter. All right. How do I go on? <laughs> Take us on to the paranormal. Wait, we have our segments. Oh. And now it's time for the Spanish word of the day. Our Spanish word of the day is... Yuta. <laughs> Yuta. Actually, it's close. It's bruja. <laughs> Figured this is a good Spanish word. Our second one. We yeah. should clarify everything we talk about. Bruja. Bruja. We've had multiple people multiple people ask us what a bruja is. First lesson about this is J's and H. I mean J's and H. J's in Spanish sound like H's in English. Jota. So the J is has the H sound in English. Yes. So it's not bruja. It's bruja. Bruja. Actually, if you're doing it with an English accent, like an American, not English, American accent, it's bruja. Bruja. <laughs> bruja, yes. <laughs> with an H. H-A-W, ha. If you want to do it with a Spanish accent, it's bru. Ha. <laughs> you got to roll the R and you got to do the ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's bruja. We don't care if you say bruja, it calls no. whatever you want. Yeah. And that means witch. Yes. As in like a witch. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. Witch. <laughs> a bruja. So bruja is female. Brujo is male. Yes, yes, yes. That's your second lesson of this day. <laughs> the A at the end of the word usually is the feminine and the O is usually masculine in Spanish. Yep. And I think that covers Spanish word of the day. It's my turn. I'm talking about ghosts. Yes. And this is another one that got me. I have clenchish seats. Clench your seats. (laughs) With your cheeks. There you go. Wait. (laughs) Clench it. (laughs) Clench your seats with your cheeks. Jeez. We've been working out too much this quarantine. <laughs> Every time we squat, we got clench. Grow the glute. Gluteus. Gluteus maximus. What's the other one? Minimus. Minimus? Is that how you say it? I was going to say minimus. They're called gluteals. And then they have like three different individual ones. Yeah. But I don't know all three of them, so we'll stick to gluteals. Either way, just clench them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am talking about ghost did i already say that <laughs> the paranormal talking about the paranormal okay this is another one that got me the last one that i talked about was about oh la mano peluda and yeah. that one really got me this one got me too because i watched what? a video of somebody and it got me okay we're going all the way back to 1898 in cedar city they had Utah. videos in 1898 no <laughs> no <laughs> hold on <laughs> kind of technology. <laughs> Jeez. We're going through a portal. Okay. <laughs> no, they didn't have videos. I watched a video of somebody that 
recently was there. Well, a year ago. She posted it a year ago. Okay. So. But we, to begin this story, <laughs> are going back to 1898 in Cedar City, Utah. Rosa, listen. Rosalinda. Oh, yes. Pone atención. <laughs> I did it. You <laughs> didn't mess it up. <laughs> we are going to, in this year, to Branch Normal School is when it opened. And this school is now known as the Southern Utah University. And I think we passed it on our way back. On our way up and our way back, I think we passed it. So back then it was a university? Back then, now. when it first opened, it was called Branch Normal School. A normal school, which I didn't know, is just what they called higher education back in the day. Oh, okay. And this school was specifically for people or high schoolers who wanted to be teachers. That was like what they specified in. But through time, you know, they built more buildings. It was already a school. It's Southern Utah University. That's what it is now. The school at this school, the first building is called Old Main. Old Main. <laughs> I wonder when they called it Old Main. I wonder if they called it Old Main after it was old. You know, I, well, when I was in high school, they had a campus that was a North Campus and the South Campus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had it. Yeah, my high school. Oh wait, we're talking about college. <laughs> Did we have North and South in my college? Maybe. Anyways. Old Main. Yep. This was the first building, and it was built from pieces of sandstone. They got the sandstone from the Red Hills, and it's just east of uh, Cedar City. The reason why I'm telling you about the sandstone is because a piece of this stone that was used to build Old Main is Mm -hmm. connected to a murder. What? The victim's name is Virginia, and she was brutally murdered in the Red Hills, and they found her body draped over a piece of sandstone. And this piece of sandstone, sandstone, this is going to be hard is said to have been used to build the building. And her blood, apparently, was still on this piece of stone when they used it. No. And now, people say she is eternally bound to this building. Even the school posted Talk about about recycling. (laughs) They're like, we we don't have enough sandstone, so we're going to use that one. Just hose it off. Mm -hmm. Still there? It's fine. We're going to paint it anyways. It'll be on the corner. (laughs) Yeah. Put it at the bottom somewhere. Nobody can see. So as far as Virginia's (laughs) murder incident... At first, her murderer was never found. At first. Maybe he was found later, and this is why I say maybe, because he was never really found. Fifty years after her death, Old Main suffered a bad fire, and they blame it on Virginia's spirit. (gasps) Virginia was known to haunt the top floor of Old Main. The morning of the fire, a man started his first shift as a custodian. It was his first day on the job. This custodian was acquitted for the murder of Virginia 50 years earlier. And just on his first day, he was acquitted of her murder 50 years. So when she was murdered in 1898 and the man that they, I guess, had as a suspect was Mm -hmm. acquitted of her murder. Okay. 50 years later, he Mm -hmm. started his job as a custodian at the school in Old Main. And all of a sudden, the building burns down. (laughs) Actually, it didn't burn down. It didn't burn down, but it it was trying to get him. Arson, yeah. And they say that her silhouette or people saw her on the top floor of Old Main laughing. <gasps> there are some reports that they saw her when this happened, but the, the whole building didn't burn down. Okay. It took 15 years for Old Main to be restored. So it's still there today. And Virginia Sandstone is still there. And Virginia's ghost is still said to be haunting that building. Wow. And not just the top floor anymore at that. She haunts the whole thing. Might as well. Some of the things Virginia is known to do is play a flute in the middle of the night, 
stop the elevators. How do they know? Are they on campus in the middle of the night? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's campus. If you're on most college campuses, they're usually open like 24 hours. Really? Usually, yeah. Because especially like libraries, dorm rooms, certain study halls. That's creepy. Right? You could People on in study week, especially if you go to campus 24 hours, you're going to find people there studying or asleep on the desk from no. studying. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I've been one of those people <laughs> recently. But yeah. So she plays a flute in the middle of the night. She stops elevators. Stopping the elevator still happens to this day. For no reason, the elevators just stop going. Have you ever been stuck in an elevator? No, thank you, Jesus. I have. You've been stuck in an elevator? When? Yeah. I, when I, back in California, I was going to Magamas and I, uh, oh. the elevator goes from the garage underneath uh-huh. up. And she was on the first floor, but somehow <laughs> didn't even I make went it to the in, first floor. doors closed, moved, it shook. I looked at my phone, no service, great. Did you use pushed the phone? all the buttons, pushed did it you, all. Did you use the phone? I pushed the call. And then the person that was on, I was like, hey, I don't have service. The thing's stuck. I'm between the garage and the first floor. And they're like, okay, no problem. Somehow it reconnected and it opened. I was like, I'll take the stairs from then. No problem. Let me push this button and get it to work. It was a ghost. Yeah. Maybe they're used to it. Take the (gasps) stairs. We should ask them. Does it stop all the time? Is there a ghost in this elevator? Well, some of the elevators... In that complex, the elevators kept going out. That's weird. Yeah. That's not normal. It's or not. safe. Nope. Especially when you have permits that say that they're expired. Oh, every every elevator permit's expired. Yeah. Every single one. Not unless it's a brand new building. Hmm. Every single time you look at those permits and they're yeah. like 94. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, how are you functioning? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, something else Virginia does is she makes the sound of footsteps. And sometimes she appears to people. Apparently, she appeared to some people when she burned the building. What does she look like? Um, a lady. (laughs) I wonder if, like, she has a dress on or... Most of the things say that they just see her silhouette. Hmm. But there's... Of a woman. Yeah, of a woman, probably in a dress. Laughing. That's creepy. Yeah. Building burning, lady at the top laughing. That's a little scary. This didn't stop, like I said earlier, in in 1948 when she burned the building. She's still haunting that place today. A student reported something happening to him and his friends one Halloween night. Why do they got to do it on Halloween night? Because they want to have fun. And they're college kids, so yes. They don't get candy. So they went to Old Main just before midnight. They were outside the steps of Old Main when midnight struck. And as it did, they say the third story blind started moving up and down and a bright light filled the room. Ooh. When the light turned off, there was a figure standing in the window. Nope. They didn't even make it into the building. They all ran to their cars yep. and they were spooked since that night. And they were not messing with Virginia after that. Uh-huh. Locked the doors. You ain't coming in. You were last. <laughs> you walk home now. <laughs> Every man for himself. Uh-huh. I can, oh, I can picture it. You know, we've been in those situations too many times. This one uses me as a shield in haunted houses. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm the shield. I just laugh the whole time because I know it's fake. I don't know about Virginia. Yeah. So this old main building is now um, mainly like faculty offices. There was one big room that they made into two rooms. And one of them, and I think it was like the first president's office that they made into two rooms. One of the offices is a copy room. And the staff say they always hear noises coming from the copy room. 
and they'll get up either to check to see who's in there, yeah. to check who knows. Yeah. Nobody's ever in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can imagine. You hear copies well, going? Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> I was just thinking that. That's a trip. There has been ghost hunting or paranormal investigations done in this building. And this one video that I saw on YouTube, a woman was using a spirit box. And if you don't know what a spirit box is, it uses radio. Free- it's a little like handheld machine and it uses radio frequency sweeps, creating white noise out of the little radio. Yes. And theory suggests that it gives some entities the energy they need to be heard. Yeah. And when this occurs, you will sometimes hear voices or sounds that come out of the spirit box. Mm-hmm. And I seen one firsthand from the Zach Baggins episode. I talk about it because Peggy the doll has a spirit box inside of her room and it's constantly going. And it is really trippy because it it, it doesn't sweep going forward. Like it's not rotating radio stations like regularly. Like if you hit, what is it called? The button in the scan. It's not scanning for you to hear something that. To find a clear Right. Frequency. It scans backwards. So to find nothing? Exactly. So that you don't misinterpret a radio station or somebody on their walkie-talkie. Uh-huh. So that's why it's supposed to sweep or scan backwards. Now you guys know what a spirit box is. So this lady in her video is using a spirit box, and the moment she turns it on, it starts picking up interferences. Mm-hmm. And usually from when I've seen people use spirit boxes in investigations and ghost huntings, it you don't hear nothing. It just sounds like white noise, like yeah, and you never hear anything. Yeah, the moment she turned it on, it started making noise. <laughs> she started asking the spirit of Virginia. Um, she was on the third floor, and she asked, "Is is Virginia here? Are you here?" And you can hear in the spirit box that says, "Me, uh huh." <laughs> immediately and it was so creepy she then asked why virginia is connected to the building and she she like goes over all the little details like you were murdered and they the sandstone and blah 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 and you hear on the spirit box it says they did in the spirit box it was creepy so this woman's video on youtube her channel is called the spirit stories Mm -hmm. and for anybody who wants to check it out she is also, she states it at the beginning of her video, she's very sensitive to spirits, so she feels a second spirit in the room. So she asks, it, and she says, I feel like it's a male spirit. And she's walking around the room with the little spirit box, and it's crazy because you hear noise in the background, and even she turns around and she's like, and it's only her, and I think it's her cameraman, or like her assistant, and that's it. The building's supposed to be empty, and you hear noise in the background, and they're both kind of like, And nobody's supposed to be there. And you can clearly hear it in the video. Then she asked if he's there. Is there another male spirit? Are you here? And on the spirit box, it says here. Again? Again. And then something else that happened to her. And I don't know if she had one other person or two other people with her. But either way, her assistant or her team they kept having to change the batteries on all their equipment because they kept draining within we 10 had to 15 minutes. of batteries draining. But not in 10 to 15 minutes. No. No. Our batteries usually last at least, what, like an hour? Well, even when we had the smoke detectors, they lasted a week. Oh, you're talking about that. Yeah. That was scary. And before, it was like not even six months. Not even. No. It, it knew. It was like weeks. It knew. 
It was like a couple weeks. We replaced Trip. all of the batteries and smoke detectors in this old house. And literally a week later, you went to go check on the house. And they all were going off. Not just one. Every single smoke all. detector. And we didn't buy cheap batteries. Nope. They were Duracell batteries. Mm-hmm. <sighs> just thought about that. Now yeah. I'm stressed. It's all right. Sana sana. <laughs> There's some sage back here, so I'm going to light it up in a second. So they kept having to deal with battery da- drainage every 10 to 15 minutes. And the last thing I want to mention about this video, I'm not telling you everything about the video because I don't want to spoil her video. Yeah. Go watch her video. Yeah. Support her too. So she's doing Easy. a setup on the floor. And sh- the setup is she's using a flashlight. Almost like if you're here, tap on the wall, right? Uh-huh. So she's using a flashlight to do that. Okay. They were barely setting up the shot. Like her cameraman had put the camera on the floor and he's holding a camera. Yeah. And she didn't even know they were recording. And she sees a shadow pass behind her cameraman. And she goes, did you see that? And he goes, no. And as she's asking him, the flashlight turns on. No. She's not touching it. Yeah. It's sitting on the floor. It turns on. And she goes, the flashlight turned on. As as she's like, are you recording? Did you get that? Did we get that on camera? The flashlight turns off. And then... She begins the session, like the actual like session they were setting up. And she starts talking to the spirit and she starts asking, are you there? Are you here? Are you the shadow that I just saw pass by? The freaking flashlight turned on. Ooh. And then as she's still talking to this spirit, mm-hmm. not only does the flashlight turn off, but the camera that was on the floor turns off to battery drained. And they had just set it up like two minutes. No way. Everything cut. In and out. That's it. (laughs) There's other ghosts that roam this school. A pianist is said to haunt the Braithwaite. I think it's Braithwaite Fine Arts Gallery. And it's a girl Mm -hmm. or a female. She will turn on and off the lights as well as play the piano. She is known to play Deep Purple, a song she was supposed to play at her junior prom before she died. Hmm. Another student um, reported hearing stories from alumni that went to that school in the 1940s. So this is like a story passed down to her that she's telling the stories about a ballet dancer who died of, from an infection she got from a blister that she got from her dance shoes. Uh-huh. And her ghost is known to be seen dancing to that song, Deep Purple. So not only you got a ghost pianist, but you got a freaking ballet dancer. Yeah. <laughs> then you got, got Virginia. Yeah. You got a guy. Wow. The school is full of ghosts. And that is all I have for the Southern Utah University. What was the website that you saw? It was on YouTube. The lady? Yeah. It's a YouTube channel called The Spirit Stories. Okay. And she has one on Southern Utah University. And it's nice because it's a video. So she shows you the two rooms, the copy room, where the story about the kids who were there on Halloween night and they saw the blinds going up and now she yeah. shows you the windows like this Ooh. this has to be the windows where they saw her standing so it's nice to see it i wonder if there's pictures of the blood that's what i wanted it to know stains it's stained it fades but there's always going to be a stain just like on the pillow the pillowcase for the or that crime. other um haunted house we talked about on the river the wood on the floor that they tried to clean and the yeah. blood still shows up <gasps> so maybe they painted over it Virginia and company. I want to know if you have gone to Southern Utah University. <gasps> yes. Please contact us. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you've experienced or heard yes. tales. 
People that. have gotten stuck in the elevators in that building. Yeah. I want to know, did you get stuck in the elevator? What did you do? Did you freak out? Uh-huh. Did you hear the piano playing? Uh-huh. I want to be in that building and hear a piano <laughs> playing, but I'm strange. <laughs> That's why we have this podcast. <laughs> I'll be a foot away, and then once I hear something, out. Yeah, she'll use me as a shield and go, you got my back, come on. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to these stories that we found on the interwebs. Yes. Actually, well, yeah, we were inspired by being we in Utah. We were inspired for Utah. Thank you, Utah, for being a beautiful state. Mm-hmm. We are definitely going to go again. This wraps up this episode. Subscribe to Las Brujas and Friends podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Las Brujas Podcast and on Twitter at Brujas Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Any feedback, suggestions, or personal testimonials that confirm these stories, we would love to read them. A question for you. Have you been to Southern Utah University? Old Maine. Old Maine specifically. Have you seen Virginia? And company. <laughs> Were you aware of the Lego murder in Salt Lake City? Yep. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Join us next week. We post every Friday. Bye. Bye.